time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. All the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading episode 282.3 uh, here at CES uh, 2017. Joining me in the studio, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mates. G'day, Trevor. Lovely to have your company once again. It's, it's brilliant to be here. It's uh, day one. Do you enjoy seeing me every one? day? I do. I don't see any other Australian journos. Well. Isn't it amazing? Oh, I've like, s- you see them scattered around. Like I've seen them on booth tours and stuff. They we should, hide we, when we should I come explain around? for oh, probably that, that that might be the case with you. Anyway, we're doing the show. Thanks they to good, to people, welcome, at, uh, good people at Netgear. Netgear.com.au. I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we should explain what Stephen. No, we should explain that this is uh, day one of CES and yes, how how CES started. CES works. We, this is a, a massive trade show where we're companies exhibit, it, eh? exhibit their booths. Mm. They've got big booths to exhibit their products. Yep. And said it's booths. not just it's not just booths, booths people with a T H O T H. And shout out to my wife Joe who listened <laughs> to our show. <laughs> Excuse me. Shout out to my wife Joe, who I don't know why it reminded me of that, but <laughs> she said to me he she listened to the booths. entire uh, the CS Unveiled yep. podcast and That's says awkward. yes, she does want one of those sun those, those automatic okay. the sun chair yep. umbrella. Yep. And she said it was a very funny show. She enjoyed Hi, every minute. Hey, Joe. Great. Shout Thanks out. for listening. Shout out to my lovely wife, It'd be Joe. about a decade before my wife would ever bother listening. I'll show, you the, I'll show you the message she sent me after she yeah. uh, listened. I don't it was want to quite see heartwarming. I don't want to see your messages, mate. But anyway, well, let's get That's back on get point awkward. here. Okay. We're going to, the, 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 the show is all about, obviously, companies showcasing their new products to media and also to retailers, distributors. So these are where the deals are done. And let's, but let's break it down, right? There's 160,000 people here. Could be 200 if you're taking a support staff. But if you just say 160,000 people, 5,000 are media. Right, it's actually more than that. It's about six and a half thousand a media. It's a small number. Yeah. Right. The rest of them are the distributors. They're the exhibitors. And They're exhibitors. And the buyers, the people that. Yeah. And I've said this before. It's the bloke from Harvey Norman who buys TVs. Now it sounds ridiculous, but there's a bloke yep. whose job is to be across TVs to to know the people at Samsung, LG, Hisense, Hisense, Sony, and everywhere else, and do the deal to make sure that the the best TVs are on Harvey Norman's shelves at the right time. Do you know what I mean? Like at the right price. That's right. Yep. And so so they're here to, to, to finalise those deals. And a lot of those deals were actually started months ago, but this is the first chance they've had to see the product. So that's your kind of upper echelon. But then you've got a guy for JB Hi-Fi who buys Bluetooth speakers. That's his job. So he's looking that's for... a good job, isn't it? Great job. Travel the world looking at Bluetooth speakers. What Check a shocking him. life. Hey? He's looking for... <laughs> the latest innovation in Bluetooth speakers to make sure that maybe he could sign it up exclusively. Yep. And then there's people who are distributors. They're the middleman between your retailer and your manufacturer. And look, they can be shady people, let's be honest. <laughs> but but there's one of them sitting in the studio with us. Yep. I'm, I'm just joking. You won't name names. No, no, Nick's a lovely bloke. But the the thing is, they they're, they're some of them... Live and live and die by their product catalogue. You know, Absolutely. they're they're here to find the thing that they're going to make money off this year. Okay. Others, it's a profession. They distribute 50, 20, 30 products, or maybe just three. Yeah. They distribute products, and they then have the relationships in Australia locally with the JB Hi-Fi's, Harvey Normans, and then get them into store. 
And you were mentioning you're not seeing many Australian journalists, but I was about to explain that mm. as journalists, we get, we are given the booth tours. So we are taken around the booth to show all the new products. That's where I've seen the other Aussie journos yeah. at other booth tours. So your times might be different. Maybe they've said, when's Trevor coming? I, want to, I don't want to come then. Maybe they've said that. I'm not I doing booth tours. I only, but... only do one-on-ones. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. We're... <laughs> We're, we're in a different class here, Mr. <laughs> Mr. What? Five plus years? Five years at CES? What is it? Yeah, five okay, to nine. Yeah, you only do one on ones. All right. Thanks, mate. You don't get out of bed for less than 10 grand as well. Is that how it works? 10? you kidding? 20. <laughs> Tell you what. Inflation, eh? That's good. But I, that, that, that's where I've seen all the other Aussie journos and, and you as well, of course, when I meet you. And I, how many times have I bumped into you today? Probably twice today yeah. I've seen you. That, that alert I've got on my phone to is avoid that right? you is, is it a proximity working. alert? Is that right? Yeah, great. Phoenix in the area. My watch, my watch vibrates. So the, the doors open this morning, 10 a.m. 10 o'clock. I yep. mean, the place is packed. It is, it's funny because having been walking through here for the last two days, it's easy to yep. get from A to B. And then you've got... 100,000 people around. Yeah. It's bloody hard day to get one, though, which is we're at the end of day one now, is yep. traditionally the most crowded day. Yeah. Because a lot of people are just coming for the day. They come in and out. And a lot of people don't come here where we are in the Las Vegas yes. Convention Centre. A lot of people Very might come point. here today yep. and then they'll spend the rest of the three days at the Venetian Off-site. or somewhere yeah. else in a just in a private suite doing well, one-on-one briefings. We or should wherever. explain our good sponsors, Netgear, are actually up the road in their own hotel. They've got yeah. a hotel they where they show off there. And, and so we just walk up the street and see them. A lot of other companies do that they're in the wind they're in the venetian and yeah. that's i mean let's go to the economic economics of it um you know the people who run ces rent out the space here now i don't know netgear personally how they do it but i'm tipping they go you know what should we spend one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on the space and then one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a booth or should we rent two floors of a hotel for one hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars and make it ours and I just think they go, that's a better way of operating. Yeah. Well, we're and all in town. Like, and like, how many emails did you get when people found out you were coming to CES? I haven't but got a single email. No, I'm, I've got a lot. <laughs> it just doesn't stop. The emails yeah. are ridiculous because you sign up as a member of the press and then you basically are asking for, for well, junk but mail. As soon as you register and you put down your email address, you get 9 million yeah. emails from all the vendors and everyone yeah. at the show. It happens yeah. straight away. That's and that, Look, that's fine. That's the way it works. But look, it's um, it, it's it's been a big start to the day. And this is where, so over the next couple of days, we'll talk about things that we've seen on the show floor now. Now, yep. whether it's in a booth tour or just walking by and having yep. seen something quirky, uh, that's what we'll Seen any booth babes yet, mate? Ba- everywhere. They've, they've sort of toned it down a little bit, I've noticed. Not at 360 was, Fly, they haven't. Is that right? Is they got a booth babe at 360 Fly? I, might move, I might move up my booth tour a bit sooner. Big it's, fan of the Australians there. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're wild, apparently. Yes. I said, you haven't met me. I'm, I'm boring. <laughs> boring. I'm bucking that trend. No, there are a few around. That was bucking that trend, you said? Stephen, why do you have well, to go you, there? You said you questioned my pronunciation. Joe, of booths can you, Joe, can you booth. email me? I don't think I said anything <laughs> other than bucking. Okay. So my my wife's got your email address. Actually. I don't know, but she could probably work it out. <laughs> it's not she actually rocket science. Whoa, can you tell you? Can you tell your? Can you tell your wife to stop it? Mate, you. Let's not go there. Let's not cross that line. <laughs> it's getting dangerous. Two blokes talking tech. <laughs> Well, I uh, we was talking about booth tours earlier, and I did one with LG this morning and uh, had a good look at their all all the the, the tent pole products, the the, the major yep. products that they had. The we talked about the the W OLED uh, wallpaper TV. 
and looked at their Which automated products. Which is still products. stunning. I, it is incredible. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, I, I've actually taken a photo. I put it on, on my Facebook page on Tech Guide and on my Tech Guide Instagram page. And I actually Solid put, plugs I for put your a, social I, there, mate. Absolutely. Well yeah. I put a pen next to the edge of the screen. Have you got a lawyer, by the way? Have I got a lawyer? Yeah. Why is that? YouTube, Tech Guide. Mate, there are people who have stolen your logo. Is that right? I kid you not. Yeah. I kid you not, mate. Okay. Let's get on. We'll investigate. Let's bash them. That's not my. You're not looking at my YouTube channel. No, randoms are using your logo. Is that right? You're not going to want to do this podcast anymore, (laughs) now. You're going to want to look it up. No, it has happened in the past, actually, and I have dealt with them. But anyway, anyway, um, we digressed. But uh, yeah, so I reckon the highlight, though, apart from the TVs and everything, which which we've spoken about already, and uh, I've written about too. But I was really impressed with a couple of things. The, they've got their new 4K Ultra HD player now, finally. They're, they've sort of come to the Blu-ray. party. 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we've already seen Samsung had one a year ago. So did so did uh, Panasonic release one a bit yeah, later in the Xbox year. Xbox One. Now Sony's going to have one. LG's joining as well. But LG's uh, 4, uh, 4K Ultra HD player is also going to be equipped with Dolby, Dolby Vision. Vision. Mm. So it's uh, that, that that's pretty impressive and they they did they played they played some uh, some clips to demonstrate their Dolby Atmos soundbars. Unbelievable. That demonstration it, there, there's all there is is a soundbar at the front of the room, nothing behind you. There's a subwoofer and you're hearing sounds from everywhere. So I'm going to say to really you, really easy to set up. Off the bat, the demonstration wasn't as good as Samsung's demonstration of their Dolby Atmos soundbar that I got at IFA, but well, that has rear speakers, right? So just yes, to be clear, correct. like that's that's yes. a big no big rears, chain. no rears. And this, I watched a clip from Mad Max, and a car come flying over your head, and it felt like it flew over my head. Mm-hmm. That was enough for me from LG. Well, it was beautiful. The, yeah, that's a good point. The, the fact that if you don't want to go to that trouble, and it's a bit of an effort to sort of to set up the speakers in the rear, and oh, totally. while they're there, and you want them, that's great. But if you want to have a similar effect just with the soundbar. Yep, it is. That was remarkable. That that demo it was. It was. You will. You, you'd look around and think, well, there must be a speaker there, and there was sound coming from empty space. So on their four K player, though, I had a look because I was writing that this morning, and I checked JB Hi-Fi. They're selling the Samsung one for two ninety eight now. That was five ninety nine when it That's launched. That's the original model. Yep, yep. five ninety nine originally, two ninety eight now. So two ninety eight will now get you a four K Blu ray player for your four K TV. Which yep. for people that have got a four K TV from, you know, three years ago, let alone anything else, is awesome. Brilliant price. I just got to say, I, don't, I mean, Dolby Vision's great, but they can't price this thing at five and six hundred dollars, mate. No. Or LG have to be careful. LG's in a, in a funny position there because Samsung are obviously uh, like a, a great brand. You want you want a four K player. You got a four K TV. You might not have a dedicated theatre. That's a great solution. Someone. A nut like myself who wants to sort of spend a bit more because we've got a bigger setup would probably look at the Oppo or the Panasonic, which is at the other end. Yeah. I reckon LG's got an opportunity to sit a little bit in the middle here, so to take a little maybe a piece of each of those. I just don't think LG. I think they've they've created the best buzz of the show with that TV, but they're still not the biggest seller of TVs in the market. They have a good brand name. People don't have any issues with the brand. I just don't think they can pretend to be mid-range when they actually need to just price aggressively and sell product. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, but if it's when when you're talking about the W, the OLED, that's not going to be a no. I'm 5, talking about the Blu-ray product. player. I'm talking about well, the Blu-ray, Blu-ray player. player. I reckon, yeah. I, I I'm going to make a prediction. I think if it's under five hundred bucks, they're doing well. For okay. if they can price that at about four nine nine, I reckon that's not too bad. Cheaper, obviously, would be better. If it's six nine five nine nine six nine nine, it might be sort of getting out of people's reach. I think three nine nine is optimal. I would not abuse them for four nine nine. Yeah. I don't abuse people just randomly, by the way, but I'm on. Awesome. 
I used to. Yeah, I'm um, looking forward to seeing that. The Dolby Vision, of course, the, the TVs that are equipped with Dolby Vision, which include LGs. Yep. Uh, and we were starting to see some Dolby Vision content as well this year. The studio's uh, producing that uh, some movies with Dolby Vision, HDR. Yep. And the adaptive HDR too. They've got their yeah. now their, their – for, so for non-HDR content, for example, the Star Wars movies on Blu-ray. Well, John, what's right? that? Oh, it could watch that through their system. It would up, it would upgrade to HDR quality. Does that happen in the Blu-ray player or they've got, they've got TVs and do that as well? It happens in the player. Well, no, it would happen in the TV. Yeah, right. Yeah, so looking forward to that. All right, two blokes talking tech here live from CES on day one. Someone smash this tombstone and get me a shovel. Blackberry's not dead. <laughs> What's doing? They're making the biggest comeback since Lazarus. Exactly. So it's interesting because Blackberry is still a, a raging company. They're doing very well, but they're moving a into... A raging the, company. Raging, mate. They're, they're raging. down here raging. Trust Are me. Um, Are they here? Yeah, they're here because yeah. they, they're in the automotive space. In the North space. Hall or North but, Hall. Because they're in the connected car space. Blackberry in the mo- automotive space. Yeah, Blackberry, QNX, which was their software, remember? Uh, they're massive into the autom- autom- uh, autonomous right? car. Yeah, yeah. Right. So what they did was they just sold off the license to the brand and the rights to their technology and I think a lot of their IP because Alcatel or TCL, yeah. um, but Alcatel as we know them, are now making the Blackberry phone. So yeah. later this year at some point we will see... Um, BlackBerry phones in market. They've got. I've, I've seen a, a smartphone version and the Touch keyboard screen. version. Yep. And to be honest, the return of the keyboard to BlackBerry is is it's not ridiculous because so many people love it, right? Well, isn't that love isn't it. that what kept people as BlackBerry customers? That's that right. physical keyboard, that tactile feel. So imagine an Android phone. It's got quite a large screen on it. It'd still, be a four inch screen, quite large. Too above big the, for you with the no, keyboard as no, well. I'd be happy with that. So no. keyboard and a four no, inch screen. It, feel, it feels great. Oh, I thought it was excellent. You've and seen it? You yeah. held it? Yeah. Today? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't show it to me. I asked. To, I asked to have a look at it. Do you have it? Does, do, do we have it? So, so anyway, moving on. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hoping to see it tomorrow. Yeah. I'll just hang on. I'm in my earpiece <laughs> tomorrow. Hang on. <laughs> anyway, I should have said that. Um, <laughs> no. So because it, it looks like an original BlackBerry keyboard, yeah. not the curved style, but the flat one. Yep. Um, the design is excellent. It's got yeah, a bit I've of seen the pictures. Got, it looks got the BlackBerry look I've to the back of it I've seen photos of well. it, mate. It's really nice. It yeah. uh, feels good in the hand. <laughs> um, BlackBerry, that is. Um, <laughs> yeah. I knew so, what you were talking about. Anyway, yeah. I think it's a big deal. But I think the importance, I think, for the customers who were BlackBerry customers and so loyal BlackBerry yeah. customers, apart from the keyboard, you're talking security. Yep. Very important for corporates and, and, and government BBM. So that, that that's going to make an appearance. But it is running Android, though, isn't it? Yep. So Android, Android on board. The, you remember the last um, the t- full touchscreen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which had Q10? the slide out. No, the one that had the slide out keyboard. Just it was only last ah, year. It was an yeah. Android phone. Yeah. So it's what about the passport? Thing? Do you remember the BlackBerry passport? Oh, my dear God. That squared. looked what like a, a CD case with keys. device. looked like a CD case with keys on you it. You know, Richard Wilkins from Channel 9 still uses that. He really loves his Shout BlackBerry. out to Dickie. Is he, is he a listener? I think so. Yeah. He doesn't get to it every week because often he's in the air, you right. know, okay. traveling. So he's a BlackBerry man. Yeah, massive. Yeah. Is that right? Incredible. Yeah. Anyway. Lovely name dropping there too, mate. Well done. He's the only person I could, <laughs> that's Honestly, the only person I know with a BlackBerry. <laughs> okay. Name another person you know with a BlackBerry. Uh, I can't. I've got another one. Peter, the PR guy from Nissan. Okay. Has a BlackBerry. Shout and out I, to Peter from he, Nissan. This is the story. He's sitting at lunch next to me and he's got two phones, an iPhone and a BlackBerry. And I went, oh, you poor bugger. They give you BlackBerries at Nissan, do they? And he goes, oh, oh no, that's my personal phone. Oh, oh BlackBerry's a personal oh, phone. Wow. He, he, chooses, he, chooses, he chooses a BlackBerry as a personal phone and he's been given an iPhone for work. I can say name someone who still uses a uh, BlackBerry. Kim Kardashian. Oh, I don't think she does. 
I'm telling you now, she uses an iPhone for her social media, yeah. but her black, oh, yeah, she still uses a BlackBerry. I can remember reading, not that I well, read a lot of gossip bags. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Would, got a back pocket? Might not fit. Wouldn't, you wouldn't want to ruin the, ruin the curve. Well, if it's a curved screen, you Imagine the passport on that back pocket. Wow. <laughs> wow. But... Yeah, that that's. I, I remember reading that somewhere that she she yeah. was scouring eBay yeah. because her her BlackBerry broke. She couldn't buy a new one. I think she was a, a BlackBerry Bold user, and mm. she was scouring eBay to buy a new one. So imagine that you sold a BlackBerry yeah. Blue. Yeah. Someone picks it up. It's Kim Kardashian. There you go. <laughs> no, imagine I'm not. That. No, I won't. Do, I, I won't do a post. <laughs> have you, you still have got a BlackBerry Bold? I'm just, just going to put I'm, a I'm put an ad out there. See. <laughs> Put one on eBay. Maybe Kim K might buy it off you. Kim K. Are you what are you? Kim K. On first letter basis now, are we? Well, I'm, I'm hip with the with the hip crowd, mate. I'm it. hip with the You're kids, down mate. With it. Two That's blokes right. talking tech. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes yeah. Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Meet Orbi, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. Orbi gives you reliable, secure, and crazy fast Wi-Fi to every inch. Of your home, that's right, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no more drop connections through walls, just better Wi-Fi everywhere. Orbi reaches up to 370 square metres through Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs and doors. And with a dedicated internet connection, Orbi helps prevent buffering while streaming your favourite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected in your home, you've got ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with the existing modem that you have, so it maximises the speed that you're already paying for. Orbi's sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show. It gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. I thought this was a G-up. Genuinely thought it was a G-up when I saw the photo, and it's not. An exercise bike for toddlers. Okay? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. It's, it's, not even a, it's not even some crazy Chinese company with a crazy idea. It's Fisher-Price. Okay? Imagine a small exercise bike. Just shrink it down. Now make it white yep. plastic with blue and pink on it, you know, so it looks yep. like a Fisher-Price toy. Um, and then put an iPad on the, on the handlebars. Yep. And it's, it's connected. The handlebars turn, the pedals turn, and they're connected to the iPad so that in games, the kids doing tr- exercise, cycling, whatever you want to call it, are actually interacting with the game. So are you, are you saying that Fisher-Price has done this as more of a, uh, of a, more of a, an exercise product or a toy? Apparently. A bit of both, isn't They it? are happy to speak in both camps. It's not like they're avoiding the and fact it's that it's designed for ex- toddlers. Toddlers. Like, well, how Mate, old are we talking? I'm Two, talking three. Three to seven would fit this thing. Okay. Like, so, has the world gone mad? Well, like at that point, yeah. take your kid to the park and go for a run. That's true, but I think it, it's like I, I, I compare it to a, a child in using an iPad for, say, an educational app. It's a lot of fun, and they learn at the same time. I think mm. this is a similar concept where it's a lot of fun and they're exercising at the same time. You're okay with it? Oh, look, I, I would, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be okay with it if a parent bought it for that purpose. Yeah. So that if they think their child's a bit chubby... Hey, fatso, go for a ride. Like, uh, I think... I, I know there is, and with all seriousness, there is a, a childhood obesity totally. problem, right? But, but we're I don't talking, think sitting in front of older than, We're talking older than five or six years old, though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I don't think sitting in front of an iPad 
is the incentive that I just think it's wrong. I think there's something weird about it. I haven't well, quite I think, formed a full of no, full well, view. No, you brought up a good point because the whole screen culture now with kids, and it's, mm. that's the issue. You talk to any parent. You're a, you're a parent of kids that are young kids. Yeah. Harry, the get screen, on the bike. Yeah, the, but no, but the screen. I'd be okay with it if it like powered the home. I'll, I'll ask you a question. Electricity. <laughs> I'll ask you a question. If you gave Harry the choice of riding a bike in the street or playing a game on his iPad, what would he choose? He'd choose the game on the iPad. And so, I'd say, get on the street and graze your knees, you little bugger. Yeah, well... The, he cries a lot when he grazes his knees, though. It's very sad. Okay, I, don't well, like I it. would, too, if I grazed my knees. But You would cry <laughs> if you grazed your knees. Really? But, look, I think that there is an issue with kids and being too focused on a screen and not doing anything. Well, that's exactly why this is wrong. So then. I think this is... Well, look at it another way, though. Look at it as a, maybe a, a transition type of product where, okay, they use the screen a lot... Yeah, and maybe if we get them to do this, they use the screen while they're pedalling, and then the next step is them just pedalling, just go ride a bike. It might be the warm up to get their first two wheeler bike or something like that. So, mm. whether the future reckon, future Tour de France champion maybe came off, do you reckon, might start um, on this thing. If Fisher Price do a TV advertising campaign, do you reckon they'll go to Queen for licensing of music for the for what song? Mm. Uh, Fat Bottom Girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've also got another song called Bicycle. Bicycle. Yeah. yeah. So they can go maybe start with Fat Bottom Girls and then transition maybe into bicycle. Bicycle, bicycle. And then when the product goes goes belly up, another one bites the dust. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's... Uh, well, the... Well, even though we're at CES, we can't help but mention another company that this isn't is that's conspicuous by its absence at CES. Never has attended CES, has Lunges. never attended any trade show. Well, they can't be doing very well. Well, the, the last time they were at another company's trade show was Macworld back in 2008. Bludgers. And I'm talking about, of course... Apple. Oh, they are doing very well. <laughs> yes, they are doing significantly well. And the story is that in a single day, they announced the uh, the busiest day ever in the App Store. And have a guess what day it was, though. Do you, do you have a guess what day? Hmm. I've written the article single... as well. It's a bit. It's a bit rich for me to guess. It was New Year's. Was day. it my birthday? No. Oh, okay. New Year's Day. Oh, no. January the first. Yes. And I don't know if I'm reading this right. In 2016. Hmm. The app developers earned over $20 billion in, in one year. In 2016 alone. And yeah. the, the worst or the most amazing part about that, the eye-opening part is that since launch in 2008, the App Store mm. has earned developers $60 billion, which so, means so in one single year, a third, a third has come of through. the revenue came in one year. Well, look what's happening. More people are buying iPhones. More people are buying iPads. Oh, and now there's, Mac, there's apps on App, your Mac. Apple TV. Apple TV as well. It's... Uh, well, get this. In December alone, $3 billion. And, and normally, too, they have, you see a chart of uh, device activations, account activations. And normally, uh, you know, with people with new iPhones and oh, yeah, iPads right, and yeah. things like that, and you see, like, the amount of activations. Apple had, like, 49%. Yep. Samsung had 3%. LG and all these other companies. Sony, everyone mm. else had all these small numbers. But... Uh, Around the Christmas Christmas time, it's a, a very popular gift given someone an Apple product. Isn't it crazy? Oh, it's just a, such a big number. $20 billion, and to be clear, Incredible. that's the number paid to developers. So yep. Apple made another 5 yep. or 10. They, they make, Depending uh, on the yeah. deals, they get 30%. 30%. Yep. I'm pretty sure some big deals don't, don't give 30% of their revenue. But You don't think? <clears throat> like mate. who? Oh. Snapchat. I don't know, Mike. Uh, can you sign up for a like a Microsoft online account via your Apple ID? I don't know. Nintendo, Super Mario Brothers. You reckon yeah. they gave Apple thirty percent of that yes, revenue? Yes, definitely. Wow. 
because it was, oh, what's the game worth? Like four ninety nine or fourteen ninety nine? Yeah, yeah. Did you buy that? You got it? No, I did not buy that. Yeah, I got it. It's pretty good, mate. I played the first few things and went, oh, that's good. Good. See ya. <laughs> Bye. I'm never going to play more than that. Well, I think being that at that price, Nintendo would have got their cut. Apple would have got their cut. Mm. And look, they made a big deal about it at uh, the iPhone launch. You remember that was well? Oh, totally. They had Shigeru Miyamoto on stage, who I've interviewed by the way in the years How gone good by. How good that interview? Yes, yeah, so it was. Well, he had a translator. Oh, okay. But it was a really interesting uh, little chat. He can understand English, but not speak it very well. Oh, what and a I, riveting and, one-sided interview! Yeah. <laughs> It was it was at E three many years ago, and uh, it, it was uh, I think Nintendo had one interview they could offer an Australian journalist. I was working at the telly at the time, and uh, I happened to score it. It was it was a, a, a pretty cool deal, and I he even gave me his business card, which I still got. He gave me his, it doesn't have his personal mobile phone number on it or anything, but I've still got Shigeru Miyamoto's business card at home. Still got Bell Gibson business card. I do. Remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. Crazy people that give their business cards. Yes. That was a bad move. I sort of collect those. Yeah, no, good. <laughs> two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Let's wrap it up with something silly that um, was found. So, so, what we haven't, what, so we haven't been silly up until this point? Is that what you're saying? an extremely serious program. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. You got any booth tours tonight? Uh, no. Okay. Just <laughs> Depends. <laughs> So here's a fishing device that you would never have predicted. It's a drone. Yep. Underwater drone. You got like you got a smartphone on your fishing yep. rod. This, this was that unveiled. I saw this that so unveiled. So you can yeah. see under the water. That's cheating. It dangles a bloody uh, <laughs> a, a fish. Uh, you know the hook in front of it, hook, so you can yeah. see. You can actually see the fish coming to the you lure. Can tell you're a fisherman. You know all the I terms, mean, eh? How, yeah, exactly. How, <laughs> this is ridiculous. On well, the on the scale of should you distribute this product in Australia or not, yeah. this is a no. You think so? Yes. Well, hang on. I understand. Look, I'm, I'll put it out there. I'm not a fisherman, okay? I do yeah. not fish. But there are plenty I don't of, eat the bloody things there are, either. There are plenty of people who are so passionate about fishing. But the but the whole the whole idea of fishing is that mystery. The whole idea yeah. of fishing. Oh, this will be good. Well, you think about it. You're dangling a, a line in water in, in the ocean, wherever you happen to be. Yeah. And isn't that the whole challenge of the sport is trying to use your skills to I catch a fish? Well, let me challenge the fact that it's a sport. Firstly, well, it's a pastime. I don't Let's care. Call People pastime. call it. It's not a sport. Okay, it's fishing. It's just fishing on its own. But like, yeah. But this, who sends this... a drone in? I mean, that's just <laughs> stupid. So it, it, you can see underwater. Yep. Okay. Cameras there. Yep. So you can see where the fish are. Yep. So does a drone have the hook on it as well? Yeah, you can have a drone. It's got a little thing hanging out the front, and the hooks on it, and the fish and then you just lift it up and catch the fish. Bingo! Out of the water. Yeah. That's that's kind of not that's not fishing really, no. is it? It's like shooting fish in a barrel. But, almost. but there's fish finders out there. True. But the, the, the it's the, there's not a hook on the fish finder. The the the, the, okay. the, the hook isn't attached to the fish finder, is yeah. it? Okay. Well, I think if we <laughs> if we upscale it a bit, I think fishing trawlers have fish finders with big nets on the back. I'm sure they will. Well, will they send in drones to catch them? I'd be interested. So what this? So who exactly. makes this company? Who makes know. this uh, drone? What Powervision. Dot me. Are they from France? I don't know. Because how many French companies were unveiled the other night? Did you notice that? Yeah, true. There's a tech boom going on over there. Let's go to France. Absolutely. I'm, I'm up for that. Wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> I've got nothing. Okay. I literally have nothing. I only worked at SBS for Bonjour. eight years. <laughs> That's the only French I know. I only learnt one thing internationally, and I worked there for eight Good years. Good on you, mate. Yeah. And, and what, what language is that? And my apologies to any Swedish listeners. <laughs> it's quite normal. We're going to get some letters, are we? If we get a letter from a Swedish person, I, I will apologise publicly We're on the next We're big in program. Sweden, I hear, mate. Are we? Yeah. Not that I've looked. Very big in Sweden. Uh, Stephen, uh, tomorrow, given that today's day one... What do you reckon is going to happen tomorrow? 
Well, let me guess, day two. I maybe. think so. Yeah. That is the plan. Interesting. And because this year it goes over a weekend. Stupidly. Yeah, I know. I mean, how do the, this is the 50th anniversary. How do they not lock in the dates for 50 years ahead? Because <laughs> it goes oh, back to Tuesday to Friday next year, oh, and the year after, and the year Does after. It? Yeah, well, what yeah. happened this year? There There's was someone like else's a, book. A clash, a clash with a big event. You know what we should is do? The, is the porn show on next week? No, I don't. I don't know, Stephen. Don't go there. Because I've been here for, I've been in Vegas. 12 years ago. And our guest in the booth has done the same thing. I have been here while the CES show mm. and the porn award, the porn show, yep. overlapped. Twenty when I was here in two thousand and five in January for my wedding, the porn show and right? CES were on at the same time. Did you, I didn't go. Did I wasn't a, wasn't a tech back then. No. Well, mate, I, I was here and I thought I was walking through the Mandalay Bay, going, "What the hell yeah. is going on well, here?" No, well, I was. It was at the Venetian. It was held at the at the Sands, mm. and there was literally. A massive poster for some massive tech product, mm. and then these half-naked women in the wall next to it. Mm. That was the dividing line of the shows. And at the time, I'm thinking, well, I'm going to. The, the at the time, it was like oh, the, the Blu-ray, the Blu-ray war, and HD DVD war had started, right? Right. And one thing that decided the old VHS V beta war was actually the porn industry, who decided, yep. Rather than having to go to a theatre and watch it, the video industry is going to give our, our industry Seems a Seems a logical move. VHS. No, they, they adopted, they went for VHS, and that's what helped them win the battle over beta. And the similar thing was happening with Blu-ray disc. This high definition was out there, and that was the an, another factor for the show at the time. And I thought, oh, I've got to go and check this out for myself, and I did. It was rather impressive. Well, there's an insight into Stephen Fennick, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Further insights will be shared on uh, episode two hundred. It wasn't very hard to get. It wasn't very hard whoa, to get. Whoa, a, whoa! I don't need to know your problems. Oh, I'm just saying it wasn't hard to get press credentials. All I had to show was a business card, and and there was a big sign on the door saying, uh, at the at the door of the convention, saying your CES pass will not get you into the porn show because <laughs> the the uh, passes looked a lot similar back then. Anyway, further shout-out to Joe. Thanks for listening. <laughs> it's great to have your company on the podcast. Anyway, we'll be back again uh, tomorrow on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen Fennick, all of his stories are up at techguide.com.au and you can find more out at eftm.com.au. Back again tomorrow. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long.